0: Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And folks, man, oh, man, you know what we're coming at you with. COVID-19, coronavirus. Folks, I tell you what, this pandemic is just turning the world upside down. It is craziness right now. But we felt like we needed to come at you. So Bryce, what we gonna come at him with, brother?
1: Look, we felt like, you know, everybody's been kind of going, with, going through something, right? right. Um, everybody's world has changed. Everybody's day-to-day has changed. And um, a lot of the outlets that we've had in the past that we've looked for for entertainment, they're not there. Right. And namely for us, the world of professional tennis has really come to a stop. So... Uh, this podcast is something that does not have to come to a stop. Now, we may not have as much to talk about, but we can still have fun with you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that we can, brother. That we can. Right. There's still a whole bunch to talk about. Because I've been watching the tennis channel, at least when the news was breaking, bro. And I tell you what, they got some 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 hotness going on up on the tennis channel. Folks was getting a little a little salty with the they are. <laughs> with the WTA they... and ITF and ATP and. Man. Oh, it's getting good. It's getting juicy. It's spicy. But,
1: <laughs> Go ahead, Bryce. No, um, but I just think you know one of the things that we feel that we can do yeah. is maybe come with some episodes um, during this period of outage. Um, try to get some special guests. We're in the process right now of coordinating a few interviews. So hopefully we'll be able to pull those together and and have those for you and. Isaac and I will come out here and we'll chat with you. Hopefully, we'll entertain you a little bit. But um, we have to do what we have to do to get through the situation. So hopefully, that will work for everyone.
0: That's right. That's right. And folks, just, just you know, on a serious note, take this seriously. I mean, of course, don't go crazy because, boy, oh, boy, I went to the store on Friday, Bryce. And Lord, it felt like a a, a a movie. It felt like a scene from a movie, dog. I mean, just, dude, I mean, just shelves are just empty. And I, I literally stood there and I, I think I blinked out for maybe a minute. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going on? It was so surreal, bro. Just, just, for, I mean, freezer section, just empty. Of course, all the toilet paper gone. Paper products just gone. And I'm right. just sitting
1: there like, what
0: is going on in the world? It is so crazy.
1: So crazy. And you know what? I got a little lucky because for whatever reason, I had recently done a big stocking up of groceries and paper products and, and all of that fairly recently. So when all of this news about the coronavirus broke mm-hmm. and people started you know, their mad rush to the stores, I was already pretty much stocked. Now, I, I did go back out and I decided, let me make sure I kind of beef up the meat in my freezer a little more, and, and I picked up a few other things. Uh, I noticed I was low on hot sauce. and can, can't be low on the hot sauce. That is
0: imperative. I,
1: I had way too much catfish in my freezer to be low on my hot sauce. so uh, So I went back out there. <laughs> To get a few things. Mm. And um, and I saw that craziness that you're talking about. And I was like, thank goodness. You know, I didn't need those type of things like toilet paper and paper towels because... There wouldn't
0: have been any. Yeah, yeah, you just would have missed out. And the same thing, I was, I'm kind of like you, man. I, I, you know, I, I stay pretty good as far as you know what I keep in my cupboards and what I keep in my freezer. So that whole trip that I took to the store, honestly, it was one of those late night Friday. I just want some ice cream. So it was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like eight thirty. I just went to the store, figured it would be not too busy. But I mean, and, and you can only imagine at that time of night, no restocking had been done for the day. It just walking in and just I went I just literally was walking down aisle by aisle, aisle just in utter I won't say shock but just like oh wow this is out of control um it, it was just like I said very surreal very surreal so you know you know folks let's let's you know, be balanced don't be too crazy you know we we want to make sure everybody's got enough so don't don't be you know you know hoarding we don't need any of that but at the same time, just make sure that you got yourself covered and yet you're thinking about others. Cause that's one of the biggest things as well, Bryce, is you know, pay it forward. I mean, we've got a lot going on. There's a lot of people being impacted by this. A lot of folks ain't getting them coins. And right. and, and and that's major, man. That's major. Luckily, you know, for you and I, we're pretty we're pretty good. You know, but there's some folks that you know they're struggling because they ain't getting their coins, and you know we got to make mm-hmm. sure that we looking out for them. And I'm hoping that our government is going to really step up and, and and do right and get some you know get some cash out and some coins out for for those
1: folks. And because you know this this gonna be a rough one, bro. This gonna be a rough it, one. It is. And when you talk about people not getting a coin, mm-hmm. that is very true for the people in the professional tennis circuit. That's right. Because I think what people forget sometimes. Is that everybody on the tour is not Roger, Rafa, and Serena? Correct. You know, now granted, they have none. This is basically going to be a vacation for them. Right? Exactly. I mean, they
0: like that. Yeah, we're good.
1: We're good. <laughs> but there are a lot of players on the circuit that really are living. We hear a lot about regular people living check to check. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of. Players that are living tournament to tournament. Well, yeah, yeah. You heard about Noah
0: Rubin getting out there offering to the do, you know, tennis lessons to 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 help him get, you know, get over the hump and things. So folks are doing what they got to do. It's crazy, man.
1: Yeah. So, well, anyway, let's let's take this to the courts. Yeah. And uh, we do have a little information off the tours, and and one of the things that was decided for both the men's and the women's tours which I think was a great idea, and Isaac, you and I have been talking about this, is they decided to freeze the rankings until tournament play starts again. And and for those of you that you know don't really pay attention to this, normally the rankings are based upon a moving 52-week window. So that means uh, this week last year, the results that you made are coming off of your ranking, And the points that you're earning this week are coming on. So with us not having tournaments being played, if we kept that system, points would just be coming off without the ability to add any new points. So what we wanted to do tonight is we wanted to share with you, and we're not going to go through all of them, but I think it would be nice to hear who the top 20 players are on both the men's and the women's side. That are frozen in their rankings till we start. So, when the tournaments start again, this is where we're gonna be. So, for the men, of course, we have Novak Djokovic is number one, Rafa is number two, Dominique Team is number three. Very excited to see that Roger is number four because we were concerned that based upon when they decided to freeze the rankings, whether or not Roger would have a zero for Indian Wells, or would he still have his points from last year because Roger had already committed not to play Indian Wells this year. So I'm assuming with him hanging on to that fourth spot, he kept those points from Indian Wells. You, you, you think,
0: uh, Isaac? I do. I do. And I'm, I'm just, you know, it's, <clears throat> we talk about the savant that is Roger Federer. Um, he, he always just has perfect timing.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: and uh, that, knee,
1: that knee is going to be good come the end of this coronavirus right he's gonna be like look
0: where, where, where they at <laughs> shoot I'm good to go now man no man good I mean I, you know for you and I who are of course humongous Roger Federer fans I mean that worked out Perfectly for him because like I they said, did. he but with him, I believe he was what the finalist at Indian Wells and didn't yes. he win Miami. So yeah. we're talking literally about thirty five uh, hundred points. No, 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 not that many. Fifteen hundred or so, because I think you get a thousand for the Masters series. Yeah, it's about a yep. thousand. So, mm-hmm. yeah, fifteen, seventeen hundred points that he would have been rolling off of uh, of his ranking. So that would have been put a major dent uh, in Mr. Federer. So, man, very happy to hear that he's keeping those points and staying at four. Because he deserves yeah. it. I mean, it's Roger.
1: Come he on. He does. Exactly, right? right? So as we continue on the list, number five is Medvedev. Number six is Paz. Number seven is Alexander Zarev. Number eight is Berrettini. Number nine is Monfils. And number 10 is Goffin. So that's your top 10. And, and that, that seems about right, it's, right?
0: It, it really does. It seems right based on the names, based on the people who were hot. You know, I hadn't heard a lot of from Berrettini, to be honest with you, this you know this, this first quarter before things were kind of halted. Um, so hopefully, you know, he's, he's getting his game right and he'll come back real strong once everything starts back up. But that for sure to me sounds like the right top 10. I can't think of anybody else that I would slide up in there um, at this point. So, yeah, sounds good.
1: Okay, so we'll talk about 11 through 20. And then, so number 11, you have Fonini. Number 12 is RBA. Number 13 is Schwartzman. Number 14 is Rublev, which is interesting because number 15 is Hatchinoff. So Rub- <laughs> 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 climbed Rublev.
0: Climbed up on him, climbed yes. got him. Say, Come here, yes. boy. Come here.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> N- <number. laughs> crazy. I like that. I ain't about scared of you. <laughs> you
0: know, he going after Medvedev next. He's like, shoot. Remember, remember what I said, Bryce. Rublev was the number one Russian initially when those three came out and then he ended up getting hurt. And then Medvedev got his shine on. And Kachinov started getting his little shine on, but Rublev was always like, hold up, I'm the one that was starting this trend. Let me let me get healthy so I can get get back get back my post. Shoot. I'm well, you. He has
1: well, he has definitely leapfrogged <laughs> um uh, for yeah. sure. Yes, sir. So number 16, Shapovalov. Number 17, and I'm very happy to see this, Stan Ravrinko. So he is really making his way back up. Uh that's good to see. Number 18 surprised me. is Garan. Um, I know he's had some really good results, but I didn't know he was all the way up to 18. Um, that that sub-clay court tour we'd be talking about. Uh, yeah,
0: that's surprising to me as well, Bryce. I, yeah, I wouldn't have thought that he was up to 18. I maybe have thought maybe in the 20s maybe, but wow, 18, that's pretty darn good.
1: He is good. 19 yeah. is your boy, Dimitrov. Okay. And we close out the top 20 with FAA.
0: You know what? I was I was if you hadn't said his name, that's one I was going to say I would be disappointed if he weren't in the in that list, Um, because to me, he even though he ain't quite got over that hurdle as far as getting a title, he definitely, in my eyes, deserves to be in the top 20. I'm very impressed.
1: Right. So that top 20 really sounds about right in terms of what we've seen recently. Um, Now, I did make a few notes down here about some other players, just, you know, of interest. So at number 21, we have John Isner, and he is the top-ranked American. Uh, Kind of a shame that we don't have an American in the top 20, but Jack Saki is trying to make his way back up now. So (laughs) hopefully he can reclaim his top 10 spot. (laughs) Oh, Jackie! <laughs> hey, he was in the top ten. He was,
0: yeah. You're exactly right. He was. He was. It I, doesn't I, sound
1: like you feel like he gonna get back there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, yeah. You know, I got, I got mad love for Jack, and his double skills are just on point. I, I just, I have to wonder if that wasn't one of those, you know. Those just good runs that he had, because remember he he ended up shining at the end of the year, took that uh, Master Series that didn't nobody expect for him to get, and Paris, got it, right, right, uh-huh. yeah, got Paris, and then ended up making it to the uh, the Yearning Championships. So I, I hope that that wasn't sort of a one-time deal, but at the same time, when I hear all those names that you mentioned in the top twenty, and I'm just gonna <laughs> be honest with you, bro, when I think about you know the fitness and the dedication. I just don't, I, I, you know, when I put his name against those people that you mentioned, it makes me a little, you know, a little questionable. Anyway, Jack, you know, you good. go and prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. That's what I'm talking about. Go and prove me wrong.
1: Or at least go ahead and get Isner. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know. right
0: at a minimum. Just go get Isner. Just yeah, start he, there. Start he, there. Go
1: ahead, go ahead and get that grandpa tennis <laughs> that they be playing out there. So anyway, so Isner is at number 21. Gotcha. Um, if you are on Team Bryce, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dusan Lovich is number 23. Ah, oh, okay. He's a top 20 crew. Yeah. Right yeah. Uh, if you are on the sinking ship called Nishikori. <laughs> oh. He... Hey. I, don't though, be mad at me for t- for telling the truth. No, I won't I ain't mad at you, but
0: honestly, bro, I still wonder if Nishikori is even going to be playing after this year to be honest with you. I have a strange feeling he's going to retire. I, I just I don't know why. I just feel well, like he's going to.
1: Well, gonna there've retire. been rumors. Yeah, There've been rumors to that that yeah. he has been considering that. So that really may happen. Yeah. So, he's down to number 31. Mm-hmm. Um uh, tennis's bad boy, Nick Kyrgios is at number 40. Same. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, thanks. but, 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 we do know, you know, some of his more recent results have been right. low as a result of that wrist injury. So maybe, like Federer, this time off will be good for him. Right. You know, to get that wrist right and he will come back and be ready to go. Right. Yep. Um, and then the final one, once again, if you're on Team Bryce, uh, Sanga is at number 49. Okay. So okay, we'll see what he's talking about when he gets back. Now for the women, yeah. uh, Number one, we have Ash Barty. Number two, Simona Halep. Number three, Pliskova. Number four, Kenin. Hmm. Oh, number grand, grand Slam.
0: that'll,
1: yeah, that'll, that'll,
0: that'll, that'll do it. <laughs>
1: that'll, that'll do a lot for you. Um, number five, Svitolina. Number six, Andrescu. Number seven, Kiki Burton. Number eight, Benchich. Number nine, Serena. And number 10, Osaka. Mm-hmm.
0: I love so, how you said all of their names and then you said Serena. You say everybody else's last name and then <laughs> you said Serena. You better, you better know. That's the queen. That's the queen, folks. That's why we say Serena because you ain't got to say nothing else.
1: That's exactly. Right. <laughs> now, like now, now, how do you feel about that top 10?
0: Okay. I'm, if if I'm being honest,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, for me, I, I hear those names. And it's kind of like when you went through the top 10 of the ATP side, I was like, yep, that's the right top 10. On that side, it's like, mm, there's still some folk that are up in there that in my eyes, you know, they just holding on right now because I still feel like my girl Sabalenka is gonna get up in there and kick somebody out. Um, I, I look at folks like Sloan.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm gonna just keep my mouth shut on Sloan for a minute because oh, she, she needs to go ahead and get married so she can get focused,
0: right? So she can get focused because right now she's still eating all the breadsticks and biscuits while she's walking <laughs> off the court. <laughs> Just leaving breadcrumbs and things. There's a trail. It'd be like oh, so, so, she
1: can, so she can, find her way back to the court.
0: find <laughs> anyway. so That way me to the court. when you think me sad, bro. Because when you think about, like I said, I think little is of a little bit 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 of but that game, she really should be in the top 10. She, if she can get that worked out, I feel like she going to kick somebody else out of their spot too. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how I, I'm feeling when I, when I hear that top 10. It's like, mm, there's some ladies that to me are underperforming and they, they ain't taking their spot.
1: Well, you know how I feel. Madison Key's middle name should be Should. So uh, that's all I hear about Madison Keys. Oh, she should win a grand slam. She should be better. She should get through the next round. She, I mean. Who are you wrong? I thought Should was her middle name. I thought it was Madison Should Key. Madison <laughs> Should
0: Key's. There you go.
1: Anyway. That's funny. But uh,
0: anyway, that's, yeah. So there you go.
1: Okay, so let's go on with uh, 11 through 20. Yes. Which, uh, this is very interesting, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: number 11 is your girl, Sabalenka. Okay, yep, yep. She gonna kick so somebody she, out. She, she's right there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Number 12, Kavitova. Yeah, you can't
0: forget about Kavitova. I was
1: surprised you didn't mention her, but, you know, she's right there, number 12.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, number three, 13 is Madison Keys. Um, number 14 is Kanta number 15 is martic i swear i don't know how martic is that high i see her in draws and i mean she's just like this this player that i know she's there but i i don't know i
0: don't i don't give her much shine i just her game is all right i mean it's cool but i don't know there's just really i i hate to say this but there's just nothing spectacular about her that makes me interested it, you know, which is a shame because, like you said, she's in the top twenty, so she must be doing something right.
1: Yeah, she's number um, fifteen. Right, yeah.
0: exactly. So, I I don't know. Yeah, I just see her name and it's just like, okay, it's Petra Okay. <laughs> I, I, I I
1: know I wouldn't want Venus to play her right now, but you know, but that's another topic. So that we're gonna move topic. on.
0: That's right. go will move
1: we're, on. We're gonna move on to number sixteen, who is uh, Muguruza. Uh, number 17 is Rabakina.
0: Mm.
1: Number 18 is Vajrasova. Number 19 is your girl, Ali Risk. Nice. And number 20 is Sakara. So what do you think about 11 through 20?
0: yeah see I, there's a lot of folks in that 11 through 20 that i think is going to be trying to kick some folks out that 10. because i know mugruth is definitely one of them she the way that she started out this year and she got uh-huh. con, con, was it conchita martinez is her coach now uh-huh. oh yeah yeah she, a- a-
1: she, a- again
0: yeah again so yeah she gonna definitely boot somebody out the top 10 so somebody gonna lose a spot it might end up being Kiki uh, Burdens. And hell, it, <laughs> it, it might end up being Spitalina quietly if she don't step her game up because she has not started this year off well. Whereas Gael has been on fire, Svitalina has has been fizzling. Now, she yes. just won this last tournament, which was very, very good. But let us be clear, her start to the year has not been top 10 worthy
1: at all. And And let's be clear, too, in that tournament – like the next ranked player behind her was like number twenty or something. I mean, it's, yeah, it was so one of those tournaments she should have won. Exactly, right?
0: Exactly. Exactly. So she she's got to turn up her her game a bit. Otherwise, she gonna be victim and and one of them ladies that I just mentioned gonna kick her out the top ten. and Be like, get, get out of my spot, girl.
1: And I think, like you said, Sabalenka can be up there, and I think Kvitova.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't know how I forgot Kavita, but I think it's going to be Sabalenka, kavitava or Muguruza. Because to me, those three right now, they're they the hot. They're they hot. They hot. So they're going after somebody up in that top ten.
1: And the other thing I want to mention is, you know, Osaka is number ten. What this time last year wasn't she number one? I believe so. Yes, sir. So that that whole musical chair with the coaches thing, I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty big drop in, in a year.
0: I completely agree. And I, and I think that it did. I think it did that coaching thing. You know, it, it, it was, first of all, it was a dumb move, but, um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and for her drop not to have anything to do with being injured.
0: Right. Exactly. It was mental. She was injured mentally, I guess, but, uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, but no, I'm not, um, <laughs> anyway, yeah yeah Osaka but I do feel like she's a back on track though if I'm being honest Bryce I do feel like her results are going to be better so I think she she will solidify her spot in the top 10. I don't I don't necessarily see her being one of them folks that's gonna get kicked out of the top 10.
1: Gotcha yeah uh, I, and actually I don't either. So, I, I made a few notes again here, and I, I wanted to see how our sisters are doing. Yeah. So, uh, Sloan, I'm going to get Mary Stevens is at <laughs> number 37. That's That seems high. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I should Wait not me. say she, that. She may be happy they froze the ranking <laughs> quietly to stop, to stop that free fall from happening. Oh my
0: goodness, Sloan, just go ahead and get married already. Good lord,
1: right? Uh, at number fifty-two, we have Coco Golf. Yep, on the rise. Yep, yep, yep. At number sixty-seven, we have Venus.
0: Okay, that that makes me sad, but um, you know,
1: because quietly, she, Bryce,
0: they were they were showing uh previews from Indian Wells last year. And I tell you yep. what, Venus, Venus was playing some good ball, man. She, she looks good. She looked, she looked good and and I I pray that over this break she can really get herself right and get refocused. I mean, just one last push, V. One last push. Let's go ahead and get some things done and and, and you know, just go out, just style out, you know what I'm saying? But
1: What? Well, and you know, and it's so interesting you say that because I actually watched a couple of those matches um from last year at Indian Wells. Yeah. And I was thinking, she looked pretty darn good there and mm-hmm. uh and the player that we're seeing right now and, and here's no disrespect because she's almost 40 right yeah 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 uh, so you can't hold on to that level forever forever but you definitely see the decline right exactly it's it's pretty apparent yeah right and then at number 73 we have taylor townsend yeah it- um uh, yeah, she better hope those U.S. Open points stay on for a while uh, for her to get some other points. Because if she doesn't match that result or get some additional results to, to complement that, um, she might have one of those free-falling type <laughs> of ones.
0: Yeah, that, oh, that just – and that's another one that just kind of makes me sad. Because, again, you, we, you and I both have really high expectations for her coming off of that U.S. Open. I mean, to me, we felt like she was playing the right game style and and just, you know, to me, needed to build on that. And then when we saw her, it just seemed like she wasn't playing that game anymore. And it's like, that's curious. And then her coach was sitting on his phone. So anyway, um, yeah. So, um, you know, Taylor, you know, we done said this a bunch of times. We love you. We're going to keep supporting you because you our girl. Um, but yeah, I just, um, I I want more for you and hopefully you want more for you as well.
1: Exactly. So, well, so let's, let's talk about where we're at currently Mm
0: -hmm. now.
1: Uh, both the ATP and the WTA have suspended all play, all tournaments until June the 7th. Now, we have to call this out. We need to give kudos to the men's tour because they were out in front of this. As soon as things started getting crazy, they made a a definitive cut on, okay, there will be no play from here to here. So the players were able to prepare for that, and then it was recently extended to the Mm 7th. There was a lot of frustration by women on the tour that the WTA did not follow suit. For a while there, they were only postponing or canceling tournaments, kind of each week as it went by. And then they finally caught up with the with the ATP and said, okay, we're gonna be, the tour's gonna be shut down for this period of time. Um, I don't know what it is. I, you know what, I haven't really followed like who is in leadership at the WTA, but to me over the past couple of years, there have been some really bad calls. I mean, Isaac, I, I, don't, you were, I know you remember when they decided to leave the tennis channel. <laughs>
0: Yes, I do. I was so pissed. Oh my god! I, I was like, was "What
1: are you doing?" I mean, it's the tennis channel. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you know, oh, I just, god. I just didn't understand it. And nope. then, you know, with this whole thing, uh, they, they need to get it together. Uh, and and it would be nice to see more collaboration between the ATP and the WTA tours. But even if they don't, then at least. Be as good as the ATP. I know, uh, right? You know. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, and we I, and we know the ATP has their problems too. To be clear.
0: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, no organization is perfect, and and don't forget, you got the ITF that's up in there as well. So you got three governing bodies. So I think what this has exposed is the fact that we got too much damn leadership in the tennis world. I mean, just two, all these, uh, three governing bodies is just too much and trying to align across all of them is 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 pretty crazy so like you said kudos to the atp for stepping out there and being like look we're gonna make a decision we're not gonna leave people hanging and unfortunately, WTA didn't do that. And what's interesting is when I was watching the tennis channel, Lindsay Davenport was getting up on them. She was like, "This is." <laughs> she was basically calling them out, like, "This is unacceptable." I don't know why Tracy Austin seemed to be trying to defend them or not, because her and Lindsay actually got. You know, you could see there was a little bit of eye twitching going on. I was like, "I'm going to see some conflict. Wait a minute, I there like this. Let's see it." But, yeah, because Tracy was trying to, you know, kind of kind of give them a little bit of leeway. And Lindy was like, uh uh-huh. She was like, it don't make no damn sense. They should right. be communicating. It makes no sense. And I think a lot of it is just CYA trying to cover your butt. Um, because I think, you know, if the WTA comes out and says, hey, we're suspending play, but then the tournaments don't, then the tournaments get angry, and then there could be some legal ramifications. And that's kind of what I got out of why they weren't, you know, stepping out there and really being – you know as forward uh you know as far as the communication goes but mm-hmm. to me that just shows why there's just it's too much too many fractures and they need to get themselves together they need to align i mean i'm sorry you should not be allowing your tournaments to drive your tour it's the wta tour so to right. me that's how you need to be operating and acting not worrying about these tournaments The tournaments will do what the tournaments going to do um, and but to me, I feel like that was an opportunity for the WTA, ATP and ITF to all be aligned. And unfortunately, the WTA did not get on board. So that to me was extremely disappointing. And it's something that they really need to look at and try to address while we're in this this pause, if you will, of the tennis season, because it's just it, it's, it's not attractive. It just doesn't look good.
1: It, it does not. So since the tours are basically canceled until june the 7th we wanted to run through what tournaments now are. i don't know if you want to call them postponed or canceled or or what but we want to let you know what tournaments are currently not happening so that if this is a tournament you were looking forward to it may not pop off in 2020 so for the men we have four master series no we have five Master Series tournaments that are not going to be played as they were originally scheduled. Indian Wells, Miami, Monte Carlo, Madrid, and the Italian. Also, tournaments that will not be played. (laughs) The first one that's on... I shouldn't laugh. The first one that's on my list is the the Houston Clay Courts, which is is basically the tournaments where Americans once a year feel like they can play on clay. But... (laughs) (laughs) But if there is one European that shows up at that tournament, they are going to snag that title. They will snatch it be like, give me this. What? Get out the way. So so anyway, we won't have that conflict this year. Uh, Morocco, Barcelona, the Hungarian Open, the BMW Tournament in Munich, Germany, Estoril, Geneva, Lyon, None of those are currently scheduled to happen as they were originally placed on the calendar. Now, for the women, you have uh, four premier tournaments that will not be happening, and that is, or I should say, as originally scheduled. Indian Wells, Miami, Madrid, and the Italian. And then in addition to that, you have Charleston, Bogota, the Fed Cup, the uh, Porsche Tournament in Stuttgart, Germany, Istanbul, Prague, uh, Strat- Strasbourg, and Morocco. So none of those... Oh, I'm sorry, Strasbourg. My fault. Strasbourg and Morocco. So none of those are going to happen. And and I just want to add a, a quick note uh, to, to this. I was on social media I can't remember which one I was on but I was seeing that there was a lot of complaints from players saying you know what's up I didn't even really know about these cancellations uh, I saw it on social media first and uh, and so I thought wow that's really bad now yesterday I was talking to an ex player on the tour who's also a commentator. Uh, I'm not going to mention their name because I didn't get permission from them uh, to share uh, uh, what they said. But what they told me was, you know, there is an email that goes out to the players that notifies them. But what happens in this day and age is that people tend to pay more attention to their social media than they do their email. So, you know, that person I was talking to yesterday kind of felt like, yeah, that might be a little bit on some of those players. Because the email, she said, did go out. But, you know, if you're not looking at your email and you're spending all your time on social media, you may have missed the message. So, uh, so Isaac, what do you think? I mean, that's those are some huge, very important tournaments. I mean, and we understand... The situation, you know, the current climate dictates that this needs to happen. But wow, what a what a change to our world!
0: Yeah, man, it's it's a, it's a serious impact. I mean, just to to not play any of those tournaments, like I said, there's so many implications. I mean, you talk about the financial implications. You talk about you know, and on all, all sides, the tournament, the players, the the tour itself. I mean, there's just a lot of of of, of impact that happens when these things aren't. Uh, Aren't carried forward, so you know you just you, you vendors. I mean, people who are on the facilities. You, I mean, there's just so many things that we really don't think about as it relates to you know a, a tournament. Um, that you know it, it, it's it's just really really crazy, bro, and and it's disappointing. I mean, because as fans of tennis, we are not really going to be able to enjoy our sport for for months, and and that in itself is just. I mean that's that's rough because as you know, sport. I mean that's what you know. That's what you, honestly, uni, you know, it's, it's unity. That's what brings us mm-hmm. together. Um, yeah. So when you don't have it, it's it, it's really a a, a huge gap, um, that that you know that it causes. So yeah, man. I mean it's 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 just very very disappointing. But at the same time, it's the right decision. Um, Absolutely. I think I, I was mentioning earlier like I said I keep looking at the little map of the coronavirus and you know how they how many cases have been confirmed and how many deaths have been con, you know confirmed and it's just really something that we've got to do what's right up front in order to contain this because simply put um, it's 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 just not something to play with and and, and Bryce funny enough I was talking to uh, uh, what, who I call my b fam my brother from another mother, mother uh, uh-huh. earlier, um, when, you know, talking about the bowling that got canceled because, uh, folks, we also bowl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was kind of telling him, you know, back in the 2015 timeframe when, you know, when I took ill and had to go to the emergency, and I experienced what I was experiencing is a lot of what is going on. It was like, you know, I had pneumonia. I could barely breathe. You know, my heart was having issues. I had pulmonary embolism. So it just... All of the things that you're hearing and I felt like during that window that, you know, hey, my, my, you know, it was, it was, it was looking kind of bleak. So to to see the impact of this, I'm very sensitive to it. And, you know, I just, I just am praying that people are taking this seriously. Again, not freaking out because we don't need no crazy folk, but right. you got to be taking this seriously because I mean, it is mind you there is no cure so it's like yeah you got coronavirus but you know there's no cure for this so even though you're in good health if you pass it on to someone that's not you know you could be sealing their fate so it's it's just something that we all need to be very conscious of and responsible about so sorry to go down that path but no no you know what i mean yeah it's just yeah you've got to be serious about it man so so that's my take on just you know again the, the tournament situation and just not being able to enjoy tennis over these next couple months, is it's 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 really impacting, and it's 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 not something that I am looking forward to. But understanding that it is the reality and it's the right thing. What's your opinion on it, bro? I mean, you know, I, I haven't really talked with you about that specific thing. So, how are you feeling
1: about it? I definitely think it's the right thing to do. I mean, if you look at the situation we're at now, I mean, we live in Orange County, California, yep. and we're basically on lockdown here. Yep. So if you're not expected to even really leave your house, but for extremely necessary type of things, how can we talk about going out to, and for us, the tournament was Indian Wells. Yep. I mean, going out there, and even though we hopefully are in that group where if we were to catch it, it would be something that we could recover from, we don't want to pass it on to someone else that might not be in the same situation. So it is absolutely the right thing to do. It is absolutely the responsible thing to do. Tennis will be there when we get through all of this. Um, and so I totally agree with it. So, you know, in summary, kind of what does this mean? It means that the spring hard court season was canceled. Yep. And basically the clay court season I know. Was, was canceled. So the players will come back the week. That the first grass court tournaments would be starting. Wow! So, I want to bring up now. There's probably one tournament we haven't talked about that you're kind of like, oh, they've mentioned all these other tournaments, but there's a Grand Slam in there. <laughs> yep. That we haven't <laughs> talked about. Yep. And this is why we know the French are get hope and I mean, and I mean that in a way of almost respect, um, right? Because let let us tell you Listen. what the French Open did, okay? <laughs> so the French Open was like, okay, we understand, you know, the dates that you know we have on a calendar. What is it? End of May, beginning of June. It's probably not going to happen, right? So. The Grand Slams are not governed by the ATP nor the WTA. They are governed by the ITF, International Tennis Federation. Mm -hmm. So, in their best, I don't give a damn about what the WTA has on their calendar. And I don't give a damn about what the ATP has on their calendar. I don't give a damn about Roger Federer's Labor Cup. (laughs) We are going to move our tournament to September the 20th to October the 4th. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you what is critical about that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's the fact that they did not ask anybody what they thought about that at all. <laughs> they just moved. As a matter of fact, I think we all know John Wertheim. Uh-huh. He yes. apparently talked to some ATP player that is a very high-ranked player he didn't say who it was, but, you know, who said, basically, the French Open stated they thought it was better for them to ask for forgiveness than for them to ask for permission because no. per, because they probably weren't going to be granted permission. Yeah, yeah. So So now, let's, let's talk about the consequences, potentially, of this. So the French Open is the only tournament that has been impacted by the coronavirus that has actually selected a new date. Mm -hmm. Now, this new date that they selected has a couple of impacts. Number one, this would be, there would only be a week between the U.S. Open and the start of the French Open. Right, right. So that's crazy in itself. So in a five-week period, you're gonna have two grand slams, and oh, let's not forget, Rafael Nadal is the defending champion of both of those. <laughs> All right, so, so
0: four thousand four.
1: <laughs> so, 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 marinate that for a little bit, okay? Oh
0: Jesus! Oh my goodness!
1: Then you put on top of that, because of the new dates that they selected, they now conflict with, on the women's tour, two tournaments in China. They probably figured the tournaments weren't going to happen in China.
0: <laughs> really, probably not.
1: <laughs> the Korea Open and that Tory Pan Pacific Open in Tokyo. So maybe on the women's side, they were like, oh, no, nah, that, that's kind of like ground zero. So those, those probably are not going to happen. On the men's side, there's also two tournaments in China that they're overstepping. The tournament in Bulgaria, the one in Russia and St. Petersburg, the one in Metz, France. But the most important one, probably, is Roger Federer's Labor Cup. Now, some people are saying, ah, well, the French is a grand slam. So, you know, the Labor Cup should probably step aside. And then you have some people that say, Honestly, the labor cup is the most exciting tennis we see all year. It is, it's already supposedly sold out and, in Boston. Uh, So they got their coin for it already. So they got to put on some kind of show. Roger had already said he wasn't going to play the French open earlier this year. So, you know, he's probably going to go to this event. So then you have Rafa who we just said is the defending champion of both the U S open and the French and Labor Cup is his boys' tournament. You know? So, he, so you know, I don't know who Roger would have to put... Po- okay, so for Labor Cup, let's say Roger went. We we know Kyrgios is going to go wherever Roger goes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, okay. think Kyrgios cares about the French, so he'll be there.
1: Right, and probably any American, and, including Jack Sock. Well, yeah, where, exactly,
0: because it's who, Clay, and they don't do well on who, that anyway. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> but I guess, Isaac, what I'd like to hear you know, your thoughts on is what do you think about this move that Roland Garris was just like, we don't care about what else is on the calendar. We don't care how close we are to the U.S. Open. We don't, we don't, we're the French Open, and we're going to do what we want to do.
0: Oh, God. What's that one song it's about? Louis Christopher, move, bitch. Get out the way. way. Get out the way. Get out the way. They was like, look, we ain't trying to care about you. We got a fridge open to put on. We got coins to make. Hey, listen. Mm
1: -mm, And and you got to think about it. As a top player, I don't care how much you love the Labor Cup, are you really going to skip a Grand Slam? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And and I guess I'm leaving out a point, uh, which our listeners may be a little confused right now. Last night, <laughs> the Labor Cup put out a statement that said, We ain't going nowhere. <laughs>
0: yeah, they did. They was like, mm-hmm. We've
1: we been here, we're going to be here. So, <laughs> we've already sold out our event. We've already had our date on the calendar. Ain't nobody come holler at us about, you know, adjusting or moving. So, we're not going to move our date. So, currently, We are really at a conflict or at a potential situation of the French Open and the Labor Cup happening at the same time. Granted, the French Open has much more clout as it relates to a professional tennis player in terms of points and money and prestige. But I'm sorry, and you can disagree with me if you want, but the Labor Cup is about the hottest thing on the ATP Tour.
0: It, 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 it definitely is, but I will say the caveat is under normal circumstances because I think, Bryce, the, the key to the Labor Cup is the fact that you've got the top talent there battling in that format because that format is just genius. I love that format, but it's really good because you've got the top players there um, and they're collaborating and they're talking and it's all of that, you know, kind of, kind of you know, uh, interaction that you really enjoy as well, and and I just feel like in truth, like you said, I think the you know the Americans will will likely be there because you know they ain't got nothing to lose and miss in the French, but as far <laughs> as but as far as you know Roger's side, Rafa will not be there. Djokovic right. will not be there. No. And some of the top players, are, you know, the team. folks who have Team's been on that team, be team will not be there. CeCe I mean, Paz will C-C-Pos not be there. Not, no, they're going to be trying to battle for that Grand Slam. They they may like the Labor, Labor Cup, but they ain't dumb. They're going to go after that Grand Slam championship.
1: But do you know who is the most hyped person right now? Who's that? John
0: McEnroe. <laughs> right. Because, yeah, they got a, they got a strong chance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> John is like, this is our year. Team world. Team
0: world. Right, unless Roger decides to put it all on his back, which you know he can't. Well, well, uh, <laughs> well, there you go. But yeah, man, I look. I I have to say, I give mad props to the ITF and to Roland Garros for just saying, look, we're not even trying to debate and or discuss this. <laughs> We are not doing it. We're going to put it out here, and this is what it's going to be. And, hey, good kudos to knowing your level of authority and, and just getting it out there. Again, you know, put put it out there, you know. And, and again, unlike the WTA that was all hesitant and timid, uh, Roland Garros like, uh, we we want this date, so we're going to take the date. And Roland, I, I appreciate that. Exactly, Roland,
1: Rolo. Roland Garros was like, we got that good favor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, shout out to the Clark sisters, but they uh, yes, <laughs> were like, "We got that good favor, and we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna put this out there, and y'all oh, deal with it." Because exactly. I, get, because like with any of the Grand Slams, who's really going to skip
0: it? They, they exactly. Exactly. They're not going to. So, so I, like I said, I know we even were talking about doing the labor cut, but funny enough, I didn't realize it was all sold out.
1: Cause I, actually, I didn't either. I got, <laughs>
0: I got caught slipping on that. I know, right? But, I mean, maybe it was a good thing because, to be honest with you, like I said, if if we don't have that level of talent and collaboration, I'm not sure that I want to travel all the way to Boston for that. I mean, besides, we'll be in New York the, the week before, given that the U.S. Open happens anyway, so...
1: Um, uh, so maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's
0: it's, you know, it's
1: crazy. It's, it's Well, crazy. and you have I've seen some people online saying that I, apparently the Labor Cup tickets were like really, really, really expensive. And so the thought is, OK, you can still have the event, but that's the problem with with something like this, where it's when you buy tickets to an event, because it doesn't guarantee who the participants are going to be. Right, so by all rights from a business standpoint Roger and Tony Gossick and all of them could be like we're still having it we're still having the event your ticket is still good you can still come but most of those people p- uh, paid those high amounts because like you said they were expecting to see the teams and the Djokovic's and then the dolls and the Federer's and all that and you know now they're gonna see Roger Federer you know playing against you know McKenzie uh <laughs> McDonald. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I just don't know that that's going to uh make a ticket holder of like a five hundred dollar ticket happy to see Roger and and Mackie McDonald playing. Um, No, it ain't gonna get it done, pimp. Ain't gonna get it done. Roger,
1: Roger's gonna be like, you know what? If this is my last year playing uh, uh, Labor Cup, I am about to style out. (laughs)
0: oh my goodness show no man i it's gonna be interesting to see how all this turns out because like i said to me it's it's gonna be very dependent on you know who they can who can who they can solidify and confirm and then the matchups and everything but i just don't believe it's going to have that same level of fire that we were expecting it to have, because again, the folks are going to make the right choice, which is to play the role like girls. And and Bryce, just really quickly, how crazy is it that they are basically expecting you to go hardcore for two weeks, take a week off, and then jump on clay for a grand slam? Talk to me about that.
1: Well, actually, (laughs) actually, uh, that ex-player that I was talking with yesterday stated to me that they didn't think that was that big of a deal, because they said, the players are already used to doing that they're used to coming off of indian wells and miami and hitting clay after that they said it is a much more difficult transition going from the clay to the grass oh
0: so God. they
1: they felt like that part wasn't going to be a big deal what they felt was going to be a big deal was for anybody that goes deep Mm-hmm. And the uh, sorry, I about to say the Australian Open, <laughs> and and the U.S. Open,
0: right, right,
1: could impact their performance and at the French. So one of the theories is if depending upon how much the French means to Nadal, does he skip the U.S. Open?
0: Oh no, he can't do that. That's four thousand points that he's defending. He cannot afford not to play both of those Grand Slams. He can't. That's too much that he would drop. Too much. Mm-mm. Rafa gonna figure it out. He gonna get his thing (laughs) right, and he gonna he 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 gonna peek out and and no he he gonna do what's right. I think he I I what I will say is he probably will not make it as far at the as the u at the U.S. Open simply because I think that he will at if push comes to shove he knows where his bread is buttered so he will conserve himself. You know I think he'll still play and mind you if he gets to the quarters you know and he runs up against somebody like you know. You know, I know Roger or whoever he would potentially have to play. I think he might bail out at that point because, like I said, he may be like, "Okay, I'm gonna save my save my energy. I need to get right so that I can go on ahead and get this uh, what is it thirteenth <laughs> French mm-hmm. Open." Right. Um, but but I do feel like he will definitely play. I don't. I it would be shocking to me if he just absolutely didn't play the U.S. Open. I I, I can't see that happening because that's just a lot of points to lose.
1: Hey. You know what's very interesting about how we're speculating—we're yeah. speculating really based upon a tentative schedule because there still has been talk that there may not be any tenants for the rest of the year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah. I mean, we really will be taking this kind of week by week as we learn more and as people make hopefully timely decisions um, on the tour and the schedule, but. Wow, I don't exactly. think we've seen anything like this in our lifetime.
0: Oh gosh, no, no, no! This is this is definitely some once in the life, once in a lifetime stuff that's going on here, and um, you know, and and in truth, I, you know, not to be, you know, you know. Negative, but I still feel like we, we, we got some some time to go before mm-hmm. we are actually on the rise from it, because I don't think we've seen the worst of it as of yet. Right, right. Um, I still
1: think we're on the front end of it. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, you know, as disappointing as that, as that sounds, you know, we still got to make sure, again, that we're doing the right things, being careful, being, being safe. And and just being thoughtful to one another because, you know, we won't get through this if we don't have those things.
1: Right. And I know that I personally, I'm not committing on any travel Mm -hmm. until, I mean, there's a real green light out there. um, And I don't think I'm going to be one of these first people to start dipping my toe in the water either. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know, people are going to have to have been out there for a while uh, before I step out there. Well, the uh, only
0: thing I think I told you about is, you know, my sister's got a milestone birthday in October. And if I don't make it back to Denver, Colorado, she's going to cut me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I am hoping that things are, are together and and good so that I can, you know, make my flight from California to Denver. But in truth, if even if it's still kind of crazy, hell, I might just jump in the car and just make the drive. But you to got to be
1: there for family, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... So listening audience, you know, hopefully we shared some news with you today. Um, I would definitely recommend that in this downtime, if you're not following the tours or your favorite players on social media, this is the time to do it. Find your favorite players on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, because they're really active out there (laughs) right now, because they ain't got nothing else to do, right? um, you know, uh, and I know that I'm seeing a lot of more activity out there uh, from people. So that that's a good thing. And like I said at the beginning of this podcast, um, we're lining up some interviews. Uh, we want to try to bring you some interesting and exciting shows uh, during this down period. Because, uh, you know, it doesn't just because we're under lock and key right now doesn't mean that we can't still have some form of entertainment and enjoyment. And uh, we're definitely going to try to bring that to you.
0: Absolutely, and shameless plug, folks, because you know I don't. Hey, I, I I ain't embarrassed. Go on and tell folks about Brothers on Tennis. If you're out there and you're looking up your new players and you're researching people, go on and be like, Hey, have y'all heard of Brothers on Tennis? Go on, get them over here, because we, because we, <laughs> we, hey, hey, I, 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 hey, man, we trying to get this done. We trying to make some things happen, and and we want to do all that we can for you, our listening audience. So yeah, go on, shout name. Don't be scared.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and as a reminder when you're letting them know about the show we are available literally on every platform you can think of uh, Twitter uh, Facebook, Stitcher Google Play uh, um, iPod One uh, SoundCloud you know all of them, we're out there and uh, our website as always is www.brothersontennis.com dot com and that's b-r-u-t-h-a-s on tenniscom and hey shoot us if you have questions if you have things you'd like to have us talk about in an upcoming episode if you want to give us feedback hit us up on any of those platforms or you can email us at our website so any final words from you isaac
0: no man just you know folks thank you for listening be be good to one another be safe be cautious you know be be optimistic you know keep it positive and and pay it forward i mean because again we we will get through this but we will need to do it together so let's
1: remember that absolutely so from Bryce and isaac We are Brothers on Tennis, and we will be back out here real soon. Everyone have a great one.